thank you for tuning in to the Doing Business with God podcast. Hey, you. Yes, you. I am your host, Michi Renee. It is Michi's passion to help you live your best life and do business God's way. Michi will be talking about entrepreneurship, manifestation, monetization, mindset, beliefs, starting and growing a business, nonprofit, or ministry, all while serving God. So welcome to My Daddy's Business. It's time for the show. It's the Doing Business with God podcast with your host, Michi Renee. Welcome back to another episode of the Doing Business with God podcast. I have with me today, Ms. Brenda Sawyer, and you guys are in for a treat today. So we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Brenda Sawyer was born and raised in New York City and currently resides in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She is a woman of God who has a strong spiritual foundation and believes that she can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. As a young child, Brenda has always had a passion for teaching and imparting knowledge. After graduating from Hunter College with a dual major in psychology and early childhood education, Brenda taught elementary school for 26 years for the school district of Pennsylvania. Brenda holds a second master's degree in elementary education from Cabrini College. In addition to being a published author of Encouraging Words for the Mind, Spirit, and Soul, she is also the founder and CEO of Girls Walking with Integrity, Empowering for Destiny, a Christian mentoring ministry empowering young ladies between the ages of 8 and 18 to make a transformation into women that God has called them to be through biblical principles and teachings. Welcome to the Doing Business with God podcast, Miss Sawyer. We are so glad to have you here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So let's go. Let's just jump right into it. I visited your website, saw all of your books, you are quite an accomplished lady. My goodness. <laughs> Whatever God is telling me to do, that's what I try to do. So, um, you know, I give it all to him. He gets the glory. But thank you so much for that. And I give God the honor for that. Yes. So let's just jump into it. So how did you go about writing? What is it? You have seven books? Well, okay. Most of them are collaborations. The first book that you mentioned was is Encouraging Words for the Mind, Spirit, and Soul. That is my first book. And it's also in Spanish. Spanish version, I will read it to you. It's called Palabras de Alien para la mente, espíritu y alma. That is, they're both on Amazon. So I have a Spanish version of the Encouraging Words for the Mind, Spirit, and Soul. The rest are collaborations through anthologies. So that's, those are those books that I'm in also. Okay, awesome. But still, even though they're anthologies, you've been quite a lot of books. So <laughs> let's talk about the book that you yourself authored. What is that book about and how did it come about? The book, basically, Encouraging Words for the Mind, Spirit, and Soul is about encouraging words. That's what it's saying, what it's stating, uh, to give uh, someone who needs encouragement, some encouragement, as we all need, and especially around this time and in this season, we all can quit stand for some encouragement, some encouraging words. So, and the Bible does tell us that we need to encourage each other. So, as I was writing the book, I was encouraging myself as well as, you know, encouraging others. But the Encouraging Words, the Mind, Spirit, and Soul book came about by the group Girls Walking with Integrity, Empowering for Destiny. And that's on Facebook, which is basically a platform where we use to encourage people. And from a lot of the posts that I put on there, that's what the book is comprised of. A lot of the posts that I put on 
on Girls Walking with Integrity, the old post over the years that I put on. So, so it's basically a collection of devotions taken from Girls Walking with Integrity, Empowering for Destiny. And that is basically to inspire and encourage you in your daily walk with Christ. So that's how that book came about. Okay, awesome. And the Girls Walking with Integrity, is that a nonprofit organization or what exactly is Girls Walking with Integrity? Because I can honestly say, you know, when my daughter was younger in the age range that you served, this would have been mm-hmm. something amazing to be a part of for the girls between the ages of eight and 18. Guys, make sure you visit girlswalkingwithintegrity.com. It does have a website all about that. So how did that come about? Well, that came about when I, you know, I used to teach school, of course, you know that almost 26 years, well, almost 30 years, basically. And, you know, when you teach the children, you see all sorts of different things and how children are being brought up these days, and especially our young women and our young men as well, but the young ladies. So I wanted to try to give them, you know, some encouragement as to, you know, how do we dress? How do we speak? How do we, how do we just act as young ladies, you know? And that's basically how that came about. Now, it is not a nonprofit yet, I say, but, uh, it, you know, sometimes we do go out and we do events to, you know, with for our young ladies and we'll do that. But right now it is a platform on Facebook where people can come and they can, you know, give their encouraging words or their scriptures or what have you. But as I say, not yet, because I don't know what God, you know, what God has planned for that. But basically, that's what Girls Walking with Integrity is for. Our mission statement basically is to empower the young women to become that all that God has become, has called them to be, basically. And that's prayer, Bible study, character building, friendships, uh, you know, workshops and organization activities and community services and outreach. Our vision basically is to work together with the parents as, as a coalition, you know, and community leaders. And we do have our workshops and this is to empower and mentor our young women to reach their destiny for posterity. That's like a little word that I, you know, a little phrase that I coined, reaching their posterity, reaching your destiny for posterity. Our core values for girls walking with integrity and parenting for destiny comes from the word faith. Is without faith impossible to please God. Uh, the core values, the F stands for follow Christ with a passion. A stands for always love one another. I stands for increase in God's word. T stands for teach one, reach one. And the H is for have compassion for those in need. So this is where, you know, girls walking uh, with integrity and parent for destiny originated. That's not a 501c yet. <laughs> not a 501c3 yet. <laughs> I love your core values using the acronym of faith. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. I at your website for that particular, for Girls Walking with Integrity. And I love what you are doing there. I could absolutely see that as a nonprofit if God sees it to make one. It is a great addition to the community because, you know, that old saying, it takes a village really does. And we have gotten away from that in society. There's no more, you know, communities looking out for kids anymore. Um, And that's kind of one of the things of the old. I wish we could go back and pick up. What are your thoughts as it relates to that? I agree 100%. We do need to it does take a village to raise, you know, a child. And I go back to the scripture, uh, Proverbs 22, 6 says that where, you know, when you train up a child, he will, you know, he will not grow, depart from it as he grows older. So you're going to train up a child in the way he should go. So when he's older, he won't depart from it. So that's, that's what I stand by too. That's one of the scriptures that, you know, we stand by basically what you're saying is it does take a village to raise a child. Nowadays, 
I mean, you know, sometimes ran to raise the children, you know, get them off to school, maybe even do virtual learning at this time. But we don't know. So we don't know, you know, the households, each household, what each child is experiencing. But we do know that in this day and age, especially in the 21st century, I mean, we're, it seems like I, I don't want to say this because I want to speak positively, but we don't want to go backwards. We, you know, we want to move forward. And especially me being, well, I'm always going to be an educator. I'm going to stand on that platform. But as a teacher, I feel that, I don't know, the children are not learning a lot of the things that they should be learning. And it goes back to, I always say that, you know, children start from home, okay, and with that village you're talking about as well, in conjunction with the home. So the home's going to teach the child before the child goes to school. That's how I was taught. I was, you know, born and raised in New York, she said. And I was taught that, you know, the right from wrongs. I was taught the morals. And you're not going to expect your schools to teach you or teach your child morals and, and right from wrongs is why we have a lot of the things and conflicts that we have today because we're not teaching that. It doesn't matter anymore. Anything goes. So basically now it's babies having babies, you know, young parents who basically need to have parenting classes for these parents because they just don't know. They don't know. And, you know, it's really not their fault, but, you know, it's the circumstances that they find themselves in. But we need to teach our young people how to live and how, not just how to thrive or survive, but to thrive in the society. And so we need to teach them that. And they don't know a lot of the things. Some of the children, I don't think, are growing up like that. It's, you know, they're just doing, you know, whatever they choose to do. Parents are allowing them to do that. They want to become their friends more so than their, their parents. Uh, they don't have, some of them, I'm not saying all, some of them don't have the guidelines or parameters that they need to have as children, you know? So this is what I see as a problem. You know, it needs to go back to the home and then, you know, our churches too get involved with the home training and then our schools. We can't expect our schools to do all of the things that we need to do, okay? We really can't because they're not going to teach them morals unless it's probably a Christian school that you're sending your child to. So we have to start first in our home. It's a weird start. And it's where it goes back to what you just said. It takes a village because everybody in the neighborhood, you know, could be your parent. It's not like, oh, you're not my mom. You know, you can't tell me what to do. But everybody in your neighborhood, including your family, you know, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, all of those people, it took a village to raise that child in the community to be the type of person that they're, they're supposed to be. You know, life skills, having life skills. I don't feel myself that some of our children have the life skills that they need, you know? I didn't say all, but some. You may find some. For example, okay, teaching. I saw that children didn't even know what the needle and thread was. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's like, you know, well, how do you thread this needle? They're not brought up in that time where you have to sew. They have sewing machines or they, you know, just buy the clothes or what have you. But that's what I see. They didn't know a lot about that. So I kind of incorporated a sewing class. Not that it was in the curriculum, but, you know, incorporated that in my, in my reading, you know, and we did sequences, you know, what happens now, what happens next. And I kind of like taught a little sewing lesson and they were all gravitated to it, even the boys, because they didn't know, you know, like, well, how do you thread this needle? You know, how do you sew? So I actually did that as a reading lesson and they really loved it. So that's what I was all about in my classroom. I kind of just, you know, taught the way I, you know, spontaneously going along with the curriculum, but still going, you know, also outside the box a little bit, going outside the box a little bit. I teach like that. Yeah. Awesome. We definitely need more amazing teachers like you were in the school system. It just seems like nowadays people are just there for a paycheck. They're not really there to teach and help the kids. We hope that you are enjoying this episode. If you would like to be a guest, check the show notes for all the details. Let's get back to the Doing Business with God podcast with Michi Renee. 
So did you always know you wanted to be a teacher or how did that? Most definitely. Most definitely. Yes, I was five years old and I always wanted to play school. And I'll just, I was a teacher. So I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher at five years old. I can say that because I know we had, you know, doctors and all sorts of, you know, people in our family that are lawyers. And, you know, my parents always try to persuade me, like, oh, don't you want to be a lawyer? Don't you want to be a doctor? No, I want to be a teacher. And I've always said that. And that's what I aspire to be. And that's basically what I became. I wanted to be actually the best teacher that I could be. For some reason, I don't know, we had teachers in our schools who weren't as nice and who weren't, uh, and I don't even want to, it's kind of difficult to say it because they just seemed like they didn't care about what we learned, you know? It was like, you know, you, you all are probably not going to make it because, you, you know, you're not learning, you probably can't learn, you probably won't even be able to get a job. And was, I was shocked, but, you know, this is what happens. But, you know, my thing is that no one could tell me what God is already, you know, placed in my heart that I knew I wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And I just proved it to myself that I was going to do or be the best person that I could be and also be the best teacher that I could be, you know, when I became a teacher, because I ran my classroom like a family, you know, you know, I was there almost like the parents would have been there the remainder of the school day. So we used a lot of conflict resolution. We, you know, I always taught them that they could do whatever, you know, they, they thought they could do, that they didn't want to put limits on themselves. Don't let anyone limits on you. So we taught, I taught them like, and, you know, I always said it was for, how should I say, it was for the real world. And the real world is outside of the classroom. It's not, you know, inside the classroom, you're nurturing and, you're, you know, they're being nurtured and it's not a real, real, real reality as one, until they get out there into the work world. And then, when, you know, they may see, well, my goodness, you know, this is a real thing. So I kind of taught them for the real world. And, and if you talk to any of my students now who find me mostly on Facebook, there are now parents, they're children of their own, and they'll find me and they say, you know, you taught us for the real world. And how else can you live? You can't just let I me, mean, you know, you're going to have to leave the classroom sometime. Just like you have to leave, a child has to leave, you know, the nest or the bird has to leave the nest. So you teach them for the real world. You teach them, you know, the skills that they need, which I think are, some of them are lacking right now. You know, like you say, some teachers in there for a paycheck. I don't know why. It wasn't all that much money, but, you know, they're in there for that. But you have to, I believe you have to be in there for the right, right reasons. You have to want to teach, impart the, impart the knowledge to, to the child that, you know, you want to see, you know, want them to have the best education that they can have as well as the parents, you know, to tell my students that, you know, your, your investment is your education. You know, you're making an investment in your education. You know, all of your grades are your, you know, or an investment for your future, you know, and, you know, your parents have a job, so your job is to study and your job is, that's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. You're not expected to do anything else because you, you know, you're in school and you're here to learn. And that's what I always, you know, impressed upon my students, that they were there to learn and to help each other. So that's basically it. And I always knew, as I said, to answer your question, that I wanted to be a teacher. That's awesome. So I found another one of your, I call them passion projects, youth walking with integrity. So where did that project come about? That's the same. Well, basically that's a takeoff of girls walking with integrity because it encompasses, you know, the youth, the boys as well. So it's the same okay. uh, program uh, that the girls would be into, that same program. So we would have workshops, you know, for the children. And, you know, that's how that came about. So the youth walking with integrity would encompass, you know, the boys and the girls as well. You know, even when we did the workshops, if a boy wanted to attend, they could make an exception. You know, it says girls walking with integrity for preparing for destiny, but we do have on the platform a lot of men. We have pastors. We have different people in different, you know, from all walks of life. So that's basically to, you know, encourage the people to, you know, encourage each other. That's where that. Awesome. Awesome. So in addition to, I know the book that you wrote, you did mention your anthologies that you have been a part of. So the 
the anthologies that you have been a part of, what types of books are these or those? Well, the one that I just, uh, Dr. Cheryl Wood had has one coming out in January, and that was We're Still Standing, you know. It's basically encouraging women that have different stories, and we all do have a story, so, you know, we can use that story to bless and to help others who are out, who are waiting out there to hear it, and that was something that, uh, so it's called Inspiring Nations, basically, We're Still Standing, and that's volume three. I wasn't in any of the other volumes that she had, but that was, that's the third volume, so that'll be coming out in January, I believe January 31st, and then we have Nalini Vanita, who has a daily dose of declarations. She has a series of daily dose of declarations, and that is basically for people, to all people, but it will address people who may be suicidal or, um, you know, could really benefit for suicidal people who have attempted or who have actually, you know, thought about it. So that would be for those people to read something like that. It's daily dose of declarations. And Nalini Vanita, and we had about, I would say, maybe 81 women in that particular project. Well, yeah, to help. Most of the books that I'm in, and I, you know, it's a Christian organization, all of them are, and they're all to help people. You know, people want to hear your story. People actually out there needing to hear your story. You don't know exactly who. This is why you want to try to get it into the hands of those who really need it and want to, you know, benefit from it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what made you get into doing the anthology? It's kind of a unique writing type market. It is. I just, you know, when I'm presented, I just say, you know, if it's to help someone, because I'm all about helping people, okay? I'm all about helping people. I love people. And if I can help anyone, you know, encourage anyone, because I'm encouraging myself as well. But if I can encourage anyone with a story, I will. And that's just why I, when the door opens, or if the door opens, and it's just something that I think I'd like to, you know, pardon or participate in, I, I would do that. Because it's going to help someone else and bless someone else. Awesome. Join the movement and sign up for the 365 Days of Hearing God's Word Challenge. Check the show notes for all the details. Right now, it's time to get back to the episode. It's the Doing Business with God podcast with Michi Renee. I know you mentioned Cheryl Woods, but what other anthologies do you have coming out? Hers is the anthology. Okay, so, and let's see, the collaboration, well, hers is coming out in January, and Melanie Bonitas is, it should be out soon as well. That was a collaboration. The other collaborations was, let's see, we did 300 women, and that was, you know, quite a challenge, but that was basically a collaboration, not an anthology, and that was with Lakeisha Watt William, and she did something of a devotion. So it was like 360. 65-day devotional for women. And, you know, that's a good thing, too, because, you know, women need to, you know, have a devotion. So that's why we needed so many women in the group, you know, for the collaboration, because it would be 365-day devotion. And that's already out, and that's on Amazon as well. So, you know, that, and at the top of my head, Dr. Renee Sunday had uh, Grateful Every Day. And that's, you know, what you were grateful for. You know, we're all grateful for something. We just have to be, you know, remind ourselves how much we, you know, are grateful and should be grateful just you know just by waking up in the morning and breathing you know so we are grateful so that was called grateful every day and it was by it was dr renee sunday who had that platform Let's see if i can think of because i don't have the books in front of me but i think over the top of my head again uh faye hort and her books were about being thankful and grateful similar similar to dr sunday's so just putting the word out there like, why are we grateful you know how many women are grateful and how would that benefit and help other women who would read the book you know why are you grateful, you know? So basically that's what those books were about, a lot of the collaborations. Okay. And so I know you were a teacher for almost 30 years. 
Mm-hmm. So do you have a business that you are running with your writings and do you help people publish? And basically, I guess what I'm asking is, are you a book coach? <laughs> no, but you're putting that out there in the, in the universe. <laughs> That's a good thing. Thank you. No, no. A lot of the, you know, a lot of things I do, I just said, and I just do because, you know, God puts it on my heart. And I do have, I am writing stories for young women. And it's not, I don't know what you would call it. It's not called a ghostwriter because I'm not writing the book of them, but I have written stories for young women who don't want to write their stories or not their books. And I make sure they understand it's not a book that I'm writing for you. It's going to be your story. And I do have a couple of stories that were written by me, the author, of course, but it's their story. And they have their bio. So that's going to go into another, that's going to go into a book too by Faye Horton. That's coming out too sometime because I think, um, let me see, all the submissions are probably in, probably by the end of this month. And I don't know when she's due to launch the book and it all women of eight. And she has about, say, oh boy, maybe 25, 30 women in that book. So that was an also a collaboration. And that's not out yet, of course, but it's going to be due to launch soon. So that's basic. I don't know if I'd call myself a coach. I guess I could, you know, think about it. It's something to think about. I mean, but to tell you though, I just to give you the whole story, I really didn't, and you didn't ask this question, I'm just volunteering to tell you to be a little bit more transparent. I didn't really want to write. And that's kind of like, you know, like people saying, well, you're a teacher, you don't want to write. That wasn't the case. You know, I can't right I you know I did very well I only got A's in my classes even in this for the second master's as a 4.0 student I didn't like to write I just just didn't and you know I don't know if I'd say it's an excuse but it's because I have to check the papers you know grade the papers and always reading writing doing report cards and so this is why I never really like to write but I know I have something inside of me and I still do so this is why I take on a lot of these projects because there is writing inside of me but a young lady encouraged me on Facebook she's you know, I was in her book and her book that was the first book that Sherry Hicks and I was in her book and it's what I had to overcome to, to be who I am now on Amazon as well. That was the first book and I, you know, I said, gee, I don't want to write. And she says, you know, you can write, you know. I said, I know I can write, I just don't want to. So she encouraged me and I thank her very much. I want to just put her name out there, Sherry Hicks. And mm-hmm. she really encouraged me because I was in her collaboration and then she came back about a month or two later and said, why don't you write your book? And I'm like, well, I don't think I want to do that because you know, what am I going to write? So, and that does birth the book, Encouraging Words of the Mind, Spirit, and Soul as well, because, you know, she said, write, uh, you know, write something from your post. And I said, well, that's a great idea. So I'm getting ideas. And as I got ideas, I, I was writing that book. So, you know, people have just encouraged me. God has actually put people in, you know, my path and connected me with different people who I needed to be connected to just to encourage me. And as I, as well as, you know, I encouraged them too. So but that was to be a little bit transparent. You didn't ask me that question, but that was to be transparent. I didn't like writing, but now, you know what? It's kind of coming, you know, like full circle. Yes, I like writing. I want to encourage people. I want it as I'm encouraging myself and I want people to get something from it. So that's why I write. And it's, you know, so as far as answering your question about mentioning about a, bit, a writing coach, it's a possibility. You know, I, I'll be thinking about something like I definitely well, will. To me, that's what it sounds like you are. <laughs> with, with all that you have written, that you have done, that sounds to me like the making of a writing coach or a book coach because you've had so much experience with writing as far as just writing your own books, translating it to another language, the anthologies, the collaborations. You've done so many different types of writing projects. What would you say to someone who is looking to get their story out there who may not know exactly how to go about doing it or what to do? Well, I would connect them to the right people, you know, the ones that, you know, I've been connected to, to 
write, you know, their stories or even, you know, as I said, I would help them write it or even write for them because a lot of times people don't know what to say. They want to know where it goes here or, you know, not that I'm an expert like that, but I would be able to do that and, you know, uh, connect them, connect them with the right people. A lot of publishers, I do know three or four publishers and I can connect them. I, and I have done that. So, you know, it, I just haven't called myself a writing coach, but <laughs> that's, that's really, that's, I mean, it's good for good. It really is. It really is. And it always takes someone else to, you know, help you see that. I just never thought of it. I really never did. But you said I'm doing it anyway. So Yeah, yeah that's what, you know, I am a business coach. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, you know, my God-given talent is to see things that are there that people don't necessarily mm-hmm. see and help them mm-hmm. tap into it to launch mm-hmm. a business, scale and grow a business. Mm-hmm. And so I could absolutely see you doing that, creating that as a business and helping the young ladies and anyone who has a story out that mm-hmm. may want to share it. Because sometimes writing, people can write, yes. but they don't know how to write well enough to share their story. I and see. I think for even for me personally, that's kind of where I am. Like, I know that I have mm-hmm. a story to tell, but writing a book and writing the story, I wouldn't know where to start with that. Wow. And so I could absolutely see you doing that and helping people get those stories out there. And mm-hmm. I received that. <laughs> Jesus name, I received that. I definitely do. I, I definitely do. Because I, as I said, it does take other people to kind of pull the vision out of you. And I'm good at, you know, pulling the vision out of other people. So, you know, and sometimes you don't look at it that way, like how other people see it. So that's some food for thought. And uh, in Jesus' name, I do receive that to start working on something like that now. When all these other groups that are telling us, you know, to be visible and to be, you know, a lot of groups that help us to do that. So I really, I, I'm thankful. I'm grateful that, you know, other people can see the vision. Because sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're, I guess you're just like too close to what you're doing and you're not able yeah. to see it. And, and you said, and see, sometimes we overthink and I know that we're, <laughs> we overthink and uh, we kind of make it more difficult than it really, really is. And we, yeah. well, I think we all do that. And we have to, you know, step, step back and say, hey, you know, I can do this because if this is what I'm doing already, because you just said that. And now I'm bringing, yeah, it is kind of like what I'm doing. I am doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> I will organize it into yeah. a form of a business. I am mm-hmm. very keen on that. I believe that everyone should have seven streams of revenue, mm-hmm. whether it's passive or active. So I would definitely love to help you build that out if that's something you decide that you want to do. And for my listeners, if you have a story, if you you know know that you want to write and publish a book, Miss Brenda, how can people get in touch with you if they want you to be their book coach, their writing coach? Well, they can get in touch with me through the website Brenda Sawyer's Encouraging Words.com. And they can also, you know, there's another email I can give them is uh, Brenda Sawyer at Brenda Sawyer.com. Or they can have the email Brenda Sawyer 084 at gmail.com. They can reach me, that, you know, get me there. So they can, you know, I'll be happy to help them. And, and normally I do everything on the phone. I can tell you that everything is done on my phone that will be allowed to be done on my phone. And do use like my tablet as well. Uh, I did write my book on my phone and I write uh, everything and do everything on my phone. So what I do for the young ladies is this is how I do it. That's why I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm called a ghost writer. They will come to me. They will have a price. They will, they, you know, actually, in actuality, I'm telling them, first of all, that it is not the book that I'm writing because I don't want them to get, you know, misconstrued that, oh, she's helping me write a book. Now that will come in, you know, later on, but they are getting their stories written. Some story that I ask them to just, you know, go back into, you know, their head and, you know, what story, because we all have lots of stories. What's that main story that you want to get out there where you think that someone else is, you know, going to benefit from it? And once 
once they tell me that, we're on the phone. I schedule, and you're right, I'm, I am kind of doing it. We schedule a, a call together and we map out about maybe, well, three hours. I don't know. But I am writing as, well, you know, I'm using my word dot and I'm writing everything that they're telling me that they want to say. Now, if they're asking me, you know, I told them it's their story. They can't, you know, I don't want to, you know, take away from that because it's their story belongs to them. They take ownership of that. But I will give them some suggestions, you know, as to what word might, you know, be superseded or, or whatever or substituted for another word that they may want to use or may not want to use. So, you know, we go from there. But as we speak, you know, and we're on the phone, I'm they're telling me, they're giving me the title and you know, I'm doing the title for them and just uh, writing as they as they as they're speaking and they'll say, Oh well, you know, Miss Sawyer, is it just, you know, you think that sounds good? So well maybe something else could go here or you know, so you're kind of formatting it for, for them, but it is all done over the phone. So I don't know. That's something that I like to do. It's the phone. And I, I don't think a lot of people do it on the phone like that, but I like to do it. Some of the people I do know and some of the people I don't know, but it also gets you to, you know, know other people and, and get to meet other people. And then they refer other people, you know, to you. And uh, that's how it kind of starts too. But uh, it's, it is all done over the phone. And sometimes it's a little emotional for the, you know, the ones who are writing the story and they might have to take a little break. But, you know, I, I let them know that, you know, they are being charged for it. So, you know, we're, we're just basically, you know, I do work with them though. And, you know, making sure that they know that, you know, these words are going to go into a book. It's going to go into a collaboration. So along with other authors, you know, or even if you're not an author, if this is your first time writing a story, now you would be a published author once it's, once it does go into a, a book along with the other authors or writers. So, you know, that's, that's how we do that. But it's basically done over the phone and it's done pretty successfully. I think it's pretty successfully done. Okay. All right. Reaching wild, teaching, reaching, reaching wild, teaching. Let me stop playing with you guys. <laughs> this is Shanita Lacia of the Reaching While Teaching podcast. Listen, my podcast is all about reaching people while teaching them how to live their best life. I keep it practical. I keep it short and sweet. I keep it entertaining and I keep it very relatable. So please check out my show if you're interested in growing into your God-given potential because I know greatness is inside of you. So check it out. What are you waiting for? The Reaching While Teaching podcast. Available everywhere. Y'all be blessed. So I think, okay, guys. So I am going to try this out with Miss Brenda. And I am going to report back on another <laughs> podcast episode on how this works. So you can get in touch with Miss Brenda to get your story written as well. So I am going to connect with you, Miss Brenda, so we, we can report back to my audience for all those people. Because I know that I have lots of people who read books, who write, who journal, who do all of those things that have a story. Yes. but don't know exactly how to tell it. Exactly. Um, so we're going to help them clear that up. Yeah. And you mentioned journaling, and that's basically what I do recommend as well. When you do journal, actually, they'll say, well, I don't know what to write. And I don't know, you know, I don't have a story. You do have a story and you do know what to write. Why? Because you're writing in your journal. And I said, every time that you write in your journal, all of your journal entries, that's part of your book right there. So, I mean, you know, that. And so I'm telling them something like you just told me. So they're writing in their journal. They already have their book written. You know, they'll say, I don't know what to write. I don't have my book together, but they do. Because if they're writing in a journal, that is their book. It's just going to be more fine-tuned. So, you know, that's not a piece of food for thought. That if you're journaling, that can become your book if you'd like that to be, if you like it to be. Okay. Awesome. So what is your main source of motivation? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Well, just to see another day, you know, just to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Just to get up and breathe, you know, because I live, move, and have my being in Him and God. And just to get up another day. 
and be able to, you know, have the activities of my limbs and be able to be in my right mind, you know, be able to just, you know, because, you know, we are getting older, we all are. And, you know, just to say, because I know like a lot of times people will say, you know, when, when people retire, they don't even get, really get a chance to live. They, they die maybe right after they're hospitalized. But, you know, I serve a God. We serve a God who is a healer. And, you know, my belief system alone, you know, strengthens me. As you notice, I said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that is you know, that, that's just it. That, that is it, period. You know, I can do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me. And I need to say that every day to remind myself that, hey, I'm not doing anything in my own strength. I don't do anything. None of us do. We may think we do. We don't do anything in our own strength. He does give us that strength and that peace that passes all understanding. So that's what motivates me, just to know I can help someone, you know, as well as help myself as well, you know? Because, you know, people say, oh, preaching to the choir, you know, you, you're actually talking to yourself you are telling yourself you know because yes. you know even when i wrote the book encouraging lords for the mind spirit and soul a lot of times i didn't want to because oh, i told you i didn't want to write anyway but there were a lot of times i didn't feel like it was like oh you know well, i don't know if i want to write this or you know what are people going to say you know i don't know but you have to continue to tell yourself hey it's not for you it has nothing to it really has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with god and his glory so you know we're writing if we're authors we are writing for his glory he has given us the opportunity to be able able to have that strength and that perseverance to keep on pressing on and you know because it's going to bless someone else hopefully it will it'll get into the right hands you know different ministries prisons you know especially the spanish version god just said you know have the spanish version written too did that and you know whoever you know spanish ministries hispanic ministries whatever that book i believe is the bonus book because i call it the bonus book because uh, the holy spirit told me to put the prayer of salvation in the back of that particular book but in the english book but I do have it in Spanish version. So, and yeah, so just to get up every day and to say, you know, it's another day that I can, you know, I'm above ground and I can live, move and have my being in, in God, you know, and knowing that I don't do anything on my own, you know, yeah, absolutely. absolutely coming from him. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is so very, very true. We don't do anything on our own. He gave us breath. He gave us life. And we don't know from one day to the next when our time is up. We definitely have to give him all the glory for that. All the glory, you know, we, you know, and that's the legacy I want to leave too. I don't want to leave a legacy, you know, like I want to leave a meaningful legacy in other words, okay? So people see it, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, she always encouraged. I mean, because as I said, I have my students who find me from third grade and their parents, you know, and they'll just find me on Facebook and they'll have, they'll have a feed going and they'll say, you know, boy, you know, Miss Sawyer was strict, yes, but she was very loving, very caring, always encouraging, you know, with her stories and things like that. So I always, you know, managed to open open up, you know, start the classroom, you know, some encouraging words for the students, little pep talks for them that would help them throughout their day. So I continued that. I've always been that way since I've, you know, been as far as I can remember anyway. As I said, five years old, I want to become a teacher. So these are the words, encouraging words, just encouraging other people, blessing other people, being able to be a blessing to someone else. That gives me just great joy. It does. It gives me great joy. Amazing. That is so amazing. At Travel G, 
Lamborghini, we make your travel dreams come true. We customize your trip. We create itineraries, book airfare, hotels, cars, and event tickets. We don't just book travel. We create experiences. Travel Genie has four trips planned for 2021. San Francisco, Essence, Toronto, and Bali. A $100 deposit gets you started. Use the link below for more information. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Genie 2017 and online at TravelGenie.com. So we are all about fun here with the Unicorn Tribe. So outside of writing and teaching, what do you do for fun? Right now, well, fun. I like to be with family. Sometimes movies, sometimes. A fun person, I mean, I do like to travel. Yeah, right now, I can't travel as much, you know. But being with family members and, you know, sometimes I used to even like to devise games, you know. And I need to get back into that. When I was teaching, I was devising some games that I possibly would go on the market. I was thinking about that today, but I do need to start getting back into that and, and writing up things like that. But, you know, movies, dinner, plays, things like that. To me, that's entertainment, you know, and our miniature golf, you know, when the season is in the warmer weather, things like that. I'm not, basically, I'm a homebody, but I tend to have, you know, a little fun here and there. You know? <laughs> but right now, you know, you, you have to make your own fun, but your, your fun is within inside of you, you know, you, you have to make it what, what you want it to be. So things like that, you know, being with family most of the times too, and enjoying your company and enjoying the people while they're here, you know, because as you just said, you really don't know, you know, your last day, you know, your last breath. So I always, I also wrote something that says a dead nose can never smell a rose. And that means, you know, you're going to give flowers while they're living. And that's a post that I put on. A dead nose can never smell a rose. So um, that's very important to remember, you yeah. know, just, just to enjoy every day as it comes, you know, make your own, you know, create your own fun, create your own, you know, even if you, you know, just whatever you feel is peaceful making you happy to me being around people seeing their joy and encouraging people makes me happy sounds different but that me you know if i see other people happy and it's joyous life is joyous you know and you make it really life is what you really make it it is it really is so you can make it however you want to make it especially during this time you want to make it it's your reaction to what's happening now you know so you can vice it all cooking or whatever you want to do you know and sometimes uh people just you know well it's the season we're in and we're just you don't have to be in that kind of season. I mean, you you know, you can do things that are that would spice things up in your life, you know, so that you could have fun. And it's not like a dreary season, you know, put on something bright, bring yourself some flowers or what I, I don't know. You know, anything that would make you appreciate life and appreciate the people that are around you. That's, you know, the fun is to me. Absolutely. And in closing, what is your mantra? Well, I keep saying it. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's not, I mean, let's see, I'm putting me on the spot a little bit, but I'm gonna just keep it there because that's basically I live, move, and have my being in Christ and I can do all things through him because he strengthens me and the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's always going to go back to the scripture with me because that's where, you know, I always say that, you know, God is my life. Why? Because he is my life, you know, and I live, move, and have my being in him. So why wouldn't I want to be, you know, in his presence and always talk about him and always, you know, mention the scriptures because this is where we are. It is, it's not from the days of old. The Bible isn't from the days of old. I mean, the Bible refers to what we do today. So in him, I live, move, and have my being. That's a scripture. Can't live without him. Strength gives me joy. He's my peace. So I'm going to leave on that as far as, if you want to call it a mantra. But, you know, these are things, I mean, like as I just said, a dead nose can't smell a rose. It means you're going to give your flowers while, you know, while the person's living. Because, you know, once they're gone, you know, you can cry and all that and feel bad about it. But it is what it is. But you will give flowers while the person's living. And that's what I meant by that. So. 
to continue with them. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens, which strengthens me. Okay. All right, guys, this has been an amazing episode with Miss Brenda Sawyer. Guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening to this. So it helps us to grow. Also, you can tag the Doing Business with God podcast, screenshot it, share it with us through Instagram stories. Miss Brenda, what is your IG so that they can tag me and uh, you? The Instagram would be Brenda Sawyer Encourages. Brenda Sawyer Encourages. That's my whole thing, encouraging. So you can always get that. Awesome. We're going to put and link everything in the show notes. It's mm-hmm. been an amazing time today. Thank you guys for tuning in with the Doing Business with God podcast. Have the most amazing day ever. Bye. Thank you. Good bless. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Doing Business with God podcast. If you love this podcast, please share it with your family and friends. Leave us a review and help us grow. We also want to hear about your biggest takeaways. Take a picture of this episode and tag us on Instagram stories under Doing Business with God. And we'll see you next episode. I am your host, Michi Renee. Get clear, got strategy, secure the bag. Have the most amazing day ever. You've been listening to the Doing Business with God podcast.